Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. I'm really surprised to see so many people here this morning with all the weather reports, but I'm thankful to see you and also those that of you are that are watching online. Uh, I'm just going to pray and ask God to have his way today. Father, you're so worthy, and we praise you and we thank you for your goodness. And I ask today, God, that you would open our eyes to you, our hearts to you, and that we would receive what we need today to help us to be in, encouraged and to, and to just trust you more, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, the title of my message today is, Where Will You Go? Oh, kids. <laughs> Everybody's like giving me signals. You can be dismissed to your class. <laughs> so where will you go? Uh, John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly to the full running over. He's talking about his goodness running over for us. Um, Because we cannot measure goodness. Did you realize that we cannot measure the things of God? They're too awesome. They're too immeasurable. You just can't measure them. So think about that. If you, if you have a need, then the measure of God is greater than your need. And so um, we, we really need to fix our eyes on Jesus. In Ephesians 6, it talks about our fight not being with each other, but against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Sometimes I think when we're struggling, we look at each other as the problem. But it's really the influence of this darkness that the, that the enemy has come to just steal, kill, and destroy. Um, and whether we want to be or not, as long as we are in this fallen world, we will have to deal with warfare. And I don't think we think about um, when we're a Christian being in warfare. Sometimes we just think we're just going along and all of these things that are happening around us and in us, you know, we, we don't realize that sometimes we're in warfare. And um, we have an enemy and his purpose is to bring spiritual and physical death to us. And so, yes, we are in warfare. Um, I remember uh, one of my brothers called me um, I was a fairly new Christian, so I hadn't learned a lot of scripture. I hadn't been serving God very long myself. And he had been serving God for a while. And he called me and he said, I'm just, I'm just think I'm going to just give up. I don't think I can do this thing. This is just too hard. Being a Christian is just too hard. And uh, as soon as I started listening to him, I realized that, Oh, no, I don't have anything for him. Uh, This is too big for me. That's what I was thinking. And I just was listening in silence, and and then I thought, and I started praying, Oh, God, I need your Holy Spirit to speak to me right now because I don't have any encouragement for him. He's, like, really messed up right now. 
and uh, it's too big for me. So as I prayed, as he talked, and he talked for a while, um, I felt like God gave me what I needed for him in that moment. Um, And I just asked him, where will you go? You're already on the winning side. Like, where are you going to go to find help if you're already on the winning side? And it was in that moment when I spoke that, when he stopped talking long enough for me to respond, um, I felt such a peace and a calm come over myself, and I knew it was with him too. And... I would have never thought to say that to him. And it was so simple, but it was something that he needed to hear. I'm going to stop and get a drink of water. I forgot to when I first came up. So just hold on a second. Okay. I'm drinking tea, and it dries my mouth out. It's like a elderberry tea or something. And anyway... Not that you care about that, but okay. So anyway, that day was a, a real lesson for, for me because um, it let me know that whether it's something that I'm struggling with or whether it's something that somebody else is struggling with, I need a word from God. We need a word from God. And so um, when we receive a word from God, it brings new hope. It helps us to to be able to continue to abide in Christ, to, to keep going with him and not run away. Um, and I know what it's like to run away. It's not any fun because you're miserable both places. You're miserable with God because you don't know who he is. And then you're miserable if you try to run away because it's worse. You can't have it fun in the world anymore. It doesn't feel the same. <clears throat> so you just are in a bad place. So don't, don't try to run away. The Israelites did that with Goliath, and you see what, you know, that wasn't a good deal. Um, so here's what I know. I don't know a lot about the military, but I do, I have watched a lot of um, pro- movies and stuff with my late husband who loved anything to do with, you know, combat and different things, true stories especially. And so in the military, there are two essential things that, that's needed before we go into battle. <clears throat> and that's strategy and tactics and a plan to how, how to achieve or carry out that plan. And this is necessary no matter what kind of battle you're having. And I don't think we think about that either, that there are some things that we need. There, there's a plan, okay, that we all have to have if we're going to be going into battle. And if we're in warfare, you know, we don't realize it, but really we're in warfare every day because we have to make a choice every day. Who are we going to believe? Are we going to believe what we see and what we feel? Or are we going to believe who God is? In Second Chronicles, <clears throat> this is one of my favorite Old Testament stories, uh, 1 through 37. And I'm not going to read all, this, all the verses because it's, that's pretty lengthy. But I'm just going to highlight some of them. Then I'll, I'll read some of them. Um, the surrounding nations ganged up to destroy Jehoshaphat, and was uh, who was the king of Judah. When messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, 
he was terrified and he began to fast and seek the Lord for guidance. He called everyone to do the same. He declared that the Lord God in heaven was the only true God. Um, He said, we can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. We are powerless against this mighty army and we do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As they prayed, the spirit came upon a man named Jehaziel, or Jehaziel. He was a military hero and a priest. What a good combination. I'm sure as a military hero, he knew uh, there was zero chance of winning this battle in the natural. I mean, think about it. Every nation around you is coming to get you. I mean, there's no, there really is nothing that we could do in our natural strength. Um, because you're completely outnumbered. And, uh, I mean, there's just no hope there. So, starting in verse 15, I'm going to read through how they deal with this situation. Because I believe that this is the greatest battle plan right in our Bible that we can go by. So Jehaziel said, listen, all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat. I love this, the way he's talking to the king. This is what the Lord says. Do do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Okay, you heard that, right? The battle is not yours. Yes, we are in battles. Yes, we are in warfare, but it's not yours. Wow, it took... That takes a weight off me. This is not my battle. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight there again. I mean, this is, how good is this? I could sit and read this forever. All right, you will not even have to fight. Take your positions then stand still. So we do need to take a position, okay? Our posi- I'll, I'll go on. I'll tell you more about the position later. Um, and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. O oh, people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. We need to make some noise with shouting about God, you know, praising him. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, All you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. So it's about our faith. It's where our faith is that helps us to stand when there's a battle, when there's something going on in our lives that we don't understand. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. Okay, 
That does not sound like a good plan in the natural, does it? We're going to put people that have never carried a sword or have never, don't even know how to put armor on, let alone use it. Um, when I read this scripture as a new Christian, this is what caused me to desire to worship God above anything else because I saw the power in worship. I saw what God does when we're standing in his presence and allowing him to fight the battle that was not ours anyway. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. We need to confess that he's faithful and that his love endures forever. He's, he, he is not lacking in anything. Nothing. He's, he's fully God. He is God, you know, and there's nothing missing. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and um, Mount Seir to start fighting uh, among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned again against their allies in Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Now, <laughs> I can picture all these people marching in and seeing all these dead bodies, and they didn't do a thing. That's how we want to see the enemy where he cannot operate in our lives because we have allowed doubt and fear to come in. And that's what happens. I think this scenario here, this story, this would have been different had they not turned to God and, and trusted God more than what they could see or hear. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked God, thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Okay. When we are trusting God more than we are our own strength, more than we do other people, more than we trust anything else, we can go to the valley of blessing. We are blessed when we do that. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into, the, into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. So they started with worship, and they're ending with worship. When all the surrounding kings heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. When we stand and we obey, do what God tells us to do, 
the enemy doesn't know what to do with that. It causes confusion because it's not the natural thing for us to do. When we're being pressed hard, when we know we're surrounded with all kinds of difficulties and things that we're going through, and we start speaking the language of the enemy, I just don't think I'm going to make it through this. I just think I'm done. We need a word from God, and we need to stand on that word. So I'm going to give you the strategy and tactics, your battle plan from 2 Corinthians 20. First of all, seek the Lord. He's the only one who can rescue you. Whatever battle you are going through, fight from the position of victory. You see, Jesus has already won our victory. And so we don't rest in our strength and what we can do or can't do, but we rest in what Jesus has already done. Because your battle has already been won, we can do that. Uh, Number two, confess our weakness. You are powerless to fix the problem. You know how bad that makes you feel? (laughs) I know how bad it makes me feel. I can't fix it. Because we want to fix, and some of us are worse worse with that than others. We just want to fix things. And that's a good thing, but the enemy uses it against us. So if you can't fix it, then I'd rather be with God than anywhere else. Um, So confess your weakness. You are powerless to fix the problem, for when I am weak... Then I am strong. The battle is not yours, but God's. Three, listen for the word of God. The answer may come through your personal time in the word, through time in prayer, or through someone else. But listen for the word of God in your situation. And then obey. We forget to do that part sometimes. We hear from God, but then we don't follow through with what he said, and then we don't understand why. We're in the mess we're in sometimes. But you have to obey, even when the situation is impossible. Face your enemy with the truth of God's word, praising and giving thanks because his faithful love endures forever. You know, I know that there are many people in this church that have went through so many hard things and are going through hard things even now. And I think that um, I really, it, this reminded me of John 6, 68 and 69, where Jesus uh, asked Simon, Peter, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. You know, because sometimes we want to just run away, go somewhere. We want to try to find something that help us, but we're not looking in the right place. And Jesus had been teaching on things that were spiritual things, and they were trying to to understand them physically. And he was speaking spiritual things. And so when that confusion came in, and so any time that we struggle with not understanding something, then it causes this unrest in us, and we want to... Uh, if we can't figure it out, then, then we want to just kind of give up. And sometimes we just ignore the problem because, and we push it down and pretend like it's not there. And then others, they just focus on everything that you can to just, just try to figure out how to, how to fix the problem. And I love what 
uh, Peter said to God, because see, there was a lot of disciples there beside the 12. Uh, if you want to go back and read it in John uh, 6, it's really good. Um, they had left. They had, a lot of them had left because of the things that Jesus was saying. But Peter responded. He said, we believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. Like, where would we go? And that's almost the same thing God gave me to tell my brother. Where will you go? I know lots of people that have, well, maybe not lots, but too many people, including myself at one time, that just felt like I had been, I was disappointed in, in being a Christian, like maybe I shouldn't try anymore because I didn't understand my father's love for me. And when pressures started coming in and things in your life start being exposed, it's painful. And that's a time when it's crucial for us to keep our eyes fixed on God because that's when we want to run away. That's when we don't understand things. And we start thinking, well, does God even heal? I've got, look how long I've been sick. And we've been praying. You know, I've been praying, God, and, and I believe that God heals. But then when you're in it and it keeps happening or if it's went on a long time and you, and you get confused, we start, it's, the enemy starts bringing all this, these doubts and these fears in and we start listening to them. But we need to come to a place where the only thing that we stand on is the Word of God, not our experiences. Because we're just people trying to learn how to flow with God. I mean, it's not easy. It takes a lot of running to Him and resting in Him and giving Him opportunity to speak into our lives and to do what is necessary for us to be aware of what's going on in the spirit realm. <clears throat> so uh, I want you guys to sing something with me this morning. And I want you to stand. And we're going to sing a song without any music, uh, just our voices. And whatever it is today that, and I'd like for you to do that online too, if you'd like to, just stand up and sing with us. Um, and just, just ask God as we're singing this song, this is how I fight my battles, ask God to show you how to enter into that place where you can sing going into the battle or being in the battle, that you can sing and you can rejoice and you can have hope for what you need to fight this battle that you're in. And we all are in them, you know, no matter how strong we are, no matter what, you know, where we're from, where our what our background is, we all have these battles. This is how I find my 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 battles. You may think 
I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 God, help us to fight running into the presence and worshiping you and exalting your name and declaring the truth about you. <clears throat> help us, God, to see you and to, to know you, to hear you. God, help us to grow closer to you, God. That God, when distractions come, when the battle shows up, that the first thing we do, we don't run to tell anybody else, but we run to you, God. You are our first go-to. God, help us to put you in the forefront of our lives, right in front of us, so that as we're moving and walking throughout this earth until you come and get us, that we will see you in every battle because, God, you are with us. And there's nothing too difficult for you. And I just pray for those in this meeting today, God. Oh, God, bring revelation to each one. Bring your revelation of how of how to walk through this, this battle. You may have somebody in your family that's walking through a really hard time and you're so concerned about them. Do the same thing. Seek the Lord. Confess your weakness. Listen and obey. God, we praise you and we thank you for your presence. And I thank you, God. I just speak to people that are struggling in their bodies today, in their minds. Sometimes we have battles in our minds. And so I pray, God, that you will clarify, that you will open our eyes to see what is really going on in the spirit realm. Instead of running away like some of the disciples. God, that you would clarify for us, that you would minister to us. Holy Spirit, rise up in us and make us like a David that confronts, that faces the enemy because he sees you bigger than, than Goliath. I just thank you, God. You are worthy of all praise. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. 
Have a great day.